The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Uh, greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's regular podcast. I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And our very special guest, Roger Salazar. Hey. Veteran consultant, uh, worked Gore Bush. Yeah. Gore, not Gore Bush. On the Gore side, right. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh, was in the White House doing communications, worked for Gray Davis, with the governor's office out here doing strategy. Now you're a private consultant. Yes. Um, doing a lot of public things too. Sure. But, um, mostly private, I think. But we wanted to ask you... Um, particularly about Nevada. The Nevada caucus is coming up. You're familiar with Nevada, have worked over there, helped set up caucuses in 2008. And first. weren't you at one point the, didn't you work for the Nevada party, the Democratic Party, we, even though you were located here? Yeah, we were. We got hired by the, 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 by the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, to go into Nevada uh, basically a year in advance of the 2008 caucus. Uh, that, that was going to be the first caucus that they had in Nevada. Um, you know, the, 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 because of, of DNC rules and regulations, uh, you know, they were having all sorts of issues as to whether or not, uh, you know, they wanted to have a, a much more diverse state sort of move up into the primary process, but they couldn't have somebody actually have an election because New Hampshire was the first in the state, in the country. They had to remain, they had to keep that status. So uh, Nevada moved up a, a, as a caucus state. Uh, in in uh, in that year, uh, and it was interesting because you know the dynamics were such that uh, uh, you know that, that that we had to sort of do a whole education campaign, not just with the voters, which is what the Nevada Democratic Party was doing, uh, but we also had to do an education campaign for the media, uh, who had never covered a caucus in Nevada before. The local media, uh, you know, uh, we actually it was you know, for some of the Spanish language media it was very interesting because we had to um, create terms that didn't exist. Uh, you know, there was no, there's no such thing as a, uh, you know, uh, a caucus uh, in, in in Spanish politics. So we just said, all right, it's caucus. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was organizing the setup? Was it the state party that that set the rules, set forth the rules, and said, you know, it was it was it. the state party with uh, with some guidance from the from the DNC. Yeah, okay. I think the DNC, having had experience, uh, you know, with Iowa and some other states, uh, you know, was wanted to, to make it as successful as possible for Nevada. Yeah. Uh, they wanted that that kind of diversity uh, early in the process. Um, you know, a state uh, with a, you know with a large Latino population uh, like Nevada, also, so uh, you know, a, a significant uh, African American population, uh, Asian Pacific Islander population. They wanted to have a state that had that that, uh, you know, that kind of demographic uh, up earlier in the process. It's one of the reasons they also helped move South Carolina up uh, back then. But uh, but Nevada in particular, uh, you know, it was basically going to be the first, they called it, I remember by the time we called it the first in the West, uh, you know, the first Western uh, primary uh, um, caucus. So if Tim and I walk in the door at a caucus meeting, yeah. what, what happens? What actually happens inside inside a caucus? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. When we were sort of uh, doing the training for the folks, uh, we actually had people, um, uh, you know, before they were before we had the candidates settled, yeah. in order to train them how to do it, we sort of said, all right, just, let's just let's look at this as pizza, all right? You got 20 people in a room or 100 people in a room. Let's just say 100 people in a room. How many of you are for pepperoni? All right, uh, 40 of you are for pepperoni, go in that corner. Uh, the 20 of you who are for cheese, go into that corner. Uh, the uh, other 20 who are for sausage, go into that corner. Uh, you know, the four of you that are for anchovies, you go into that corner. <laughs> and so what happens with that is that you sort of do, you divide everybody up uh, on a first ballot. And uh, if, 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 uh, if anchovies, for example, doesn't meet the threshold for, uh, for viability in a caucus, 
Um, they are and, no and longer the threshold is determined by the caucus. The de- that is determined by the state party, by as, the state party. Okay. as to you know a certain percentage of the of the people that are in that room. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't meet a certain percent, I think it was twenty percent or something like that. Um, but if you don't meet that certain percentage, you are no longer viable. That means that the four people who really loved anchovy now have to go pick another another brand of a kind of pizza, or they uh, can leave, right? Or they can leave. They yeah. can leave. Uh, you know, and so. What ends up happening is is uh, the, those candidates who are not viable, the other candidate, the other campaigns um, supporters go and try to lobby those folks to come taste pepperoni, come taste the, yeah. the you know, or hey, you don't want meat, you know, you're a cheese guy, come over this way, uh, and so you know, there's there was a lot of uh, you know, so so there's a lot of sort of horse trading that goes along uh, in in a caucus, and that's sort of really how it sort of plays out in real life. Uh, it's also one of the things that makes it so frustrating for those uh, of us who like to uh, have hard counts. Uh, you come in, you vote, uh, you know, and that's who you voted for, and then you're done. Um, because the vote can change. Uh, you may start off with uh, 30 people uh, who like your candidate or like pepperoni, for example, uh, and you may be in the lead after that first count. Uh, but after anchovies falls off and pineapple falls off, uh, you know, all of a sudden somebody else may pick up those those uh you know those votes and uh, all of a sudden cheese has 35 and you're like wait a second we were ahead so it's, it's, does a clock tick on how much time uh people have to convert to try to convince people to come over to their side if, if i remember there was a there was a, we would set it there was a, a set period of time i can't remember exactly what the timing was uh, uh exactly uh you know but there was a period for yeah. uh, you know that kind of discussion and uh, and then and then uh, uh, another vote um, you know, and again, every time you voted, those are, those results were reported, um, uh, and uh, um, you know you uh, you might get situations. And I, we saw this. I actually saw this more in uh, um, in two thousand and uh, and sixteen than I did in two thousand and eight, where you would have people arguing that that person didn't stand close enough to the group that that that, that you know as, as they were supposed to. So you can't count that person because they kind of were over there but not really over there um you know and and if you so get pretty they aggressive don't have to announce like if i'm anchovy yeah. okay i'm going to pepperoni they don't have to like stick up their hand and announce they no they say. just move over to the other group and okay. in some cases so this is sort of like ranked choice voting in real time it is it is and and uh, uh and again uh you know and, and, it, and it's very amorphous uh you know and, and you have people uh you know uh, um who are on the fence switching uh, in real time uh you have somebody saying something uh you know that uh all of a sudden you know uh, strikes uh, a note with a particular voter and they say really that person's for that no way i'm going over there uh and so you'll see a lot of that movement um but it, it's it's time consuming it's such a long time uh you know again one of the things that i i always found uh, as a flaw uh, with this kind of system is you have to take the day off i mean you you've got to be there pretty much you know, as long as it takes to to get the thing done, uh, you know, if you've got to leave halfway through it, uh, you you won't end up getting counted on the final count. And does that? I would assume that that would lead to disenfranchisement of certain groups of people. people I, that, I think so. I mean, I, I think I, you know. Again, I I think that uh, uh, you know that it's problematic for 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 working people. Uh, um, uh, you know, especially uh, you know. Uh, and they try to have these on weekends so that uh, you know so that it's uh, uh, so that it's a little easier um, you know but uh, uh, but not always you know uh, and uh, um, it, it just it, you know it becomes it, like I said it, it it is burdensome for the voter and I and, and for me I like primaries like we have in California uh, you know where you have actually like the entire month to figure out where where when and how you want to vote 
Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it just seems to me that caucuses make it a lot more difficult. Uh, they can be fun. Uh, you know, they can be entertaining. Uh, but they can also be clusters. <laughs> uh, and I'll just leave the second word out of that. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we had situations in, in 08 where um, uh, we uh, we would have, uh, you know, in Las Vegas, uh, we would have, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a thousand people in a ballroom uh, in, uh, in, in one particular one particular uh, precinct. Uh, and um, the, uh, you know, the, the convener didn't show up. Oh, he does. So the person who's actually supposed to set the set the rules and regulations and make all the announcements didn't show up, uh, and uh, uh, we had to fill somebody in at the last minute. Um, uh, and we actually, it was, we actually had some some uh, prominent folks from Sacramento who were who were out there volunteering who said, you know, we're good at this kind of thing. And said, all right, I'll do it. Uh, and uh, they jumped in and and uh, and and started running the caucus. Uh, and uh, um, again, uh, you know, just basically looking at whatever they had material that was in front of them. So, okay, these are the rules. I will follow what this says here and we'll go from, we'll go from there. And they, they turned out well, uh, but you can see how those things in, in, you know, if you get the wrong convener or a convener who's unsure of themselves or hasn't really prepared, uh, you know, how it can go awry. Um, you know, the, there's, there's also, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, strong personalities when you have that many activists in a, yeah, in, sure. a in a room oh, yeah. uh, who will say, uh, you know, who, who may try to influence the outcome by saying, "Hey, you got to cut this time short, or the time's now, or uh, you know, no more time, or or who things is like that." What person is it that actually reports the results of the caucus to whoever is doing the counting? Generally speaking, uh, uh, there is an assigned convener. Uh, you know, somebody who's uh, who's responsible for for uh, you know, the party assigns as as that as you're the person who's going to be reporting to us. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you're the person that's de- 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 designated. But like I said, we had situations in in that first caucus where the, the actual person didn't show up uh, and so we had to designate somebody and say right who's going to do this and uh, that person uh, uh, volunteered got sign off from you know the the uh, uh, um, uh, the state party headquarters and yeah. said, all right fine you'll, you'll you know you're next uh, and uh, and would uh, go ahead and take it over and so unlike a primary where everyone has a secret ballot you don't know how anyone's voting this is all public. Oh, Everyone all in the public. room knows exactly how the vote is. So that's one thing. It's it's basically impossible to steal a caucus or rig a caucus because everyone in the room knows how everyone's voting. So you can't fake the count because everyone would know that it was fake. Right. right? Well, exactly. And and, and uh, um, but it also uh, you know it lends itself to uh, um, uh, you know you may have uh, a, a minority in the caucus that maybe also be, may also be louder. Uh, than the majority, uh, and uh, um, you know, may make some noise where uh, you know, and and ar- and make arguments on procedures or, or uh, you know that uh, that can throw things off a little bit. But but yeah, no, I, it, it's it's exactly right. And uh, and one of the things that that uh, you know that, that that we've seen that I, that I saw in in '08 and and in '16 um, is it can get very emotional. Um, you know, if if, uh, if if you've got somebody who you think. Uh, you know, should be on you know, uh, with your candidate, and they're not with your candidate. Uh, you know, they, they uh, uh, people will get in each other's faces. Well, was there something in twenty sixteen? There's something about chair being brandished or something. I vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, somebody, there, yeah, there was. There was there, right. Yeah, yeah, there was a situation like that. It wasn't at our caucus. Uh, uh, you know, but but you know, you, you do get people who are in each other's faces saying, you know, how could you? How you know? Yeah. Uh, you should know better. Or you know. Uh, um, where did, you you remember, where did you get those? Uh, Im- I mean, I remember seeing these images. One yeah. particularly really stands out. I think it was in a high school gym somewhere. Yeah. And there were people milling around. A person in the center was flipping a coin. 
Yeah, and that's and that's where you get the uh, you know you'll get to a situation where uh, you know you've got uh, if you've got an an an, uh, an even number of candidates and an odd number of, of delegates, uh, you know, I'm sorry, an even number of, of voters for each candidate uh, and uh, an odd number of delegates, uh, you know, uh, somebody's got to get that extra delegate. Uh, and, uh, and, and yes, we had situations in, in 08, I remember, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, where that extra delegate was decided by a coin flip as per the rules. Uh, you know, so... Uh, they did the same in Iowa just recently. Yeah. yeah. So, so the number of delegates, is that party registration in a particular district? What determines how many delegates are available? In, in Nevada, it was done by electoral precinct. Uh, you know, so a certain number of delegates per electoral precinct that uh, uh, you know that, that were combined, and and uh, uh, and then that they they, get, they got divvied up uh, yeah, that okay. way. And how many caucus sites are there in Nevada? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, you know, there, there were uh, you know we you know obviously they were concentrated very heavily in uh, um, in in Reno and in Las Vegas, being the the, the largest population centers. Winnemucca, uh, but we would have them. I have, we have one in Elko. Um, hmm. I had to go out and uh, um, and and train the folks in Elko uh, uh, on on their caucus uh, situation uh, because the party leader at the time uh, for that uh, that local uh, party uh, was in trouble. Uh, because he had been paying, he ran. He was a manager of a brothel in Elko. Can we get a video of this? We need to have a video cast. <laughs> he, he was manager of a brothel, and apparently he was paying the the workers in in uh, mini fridges and, and, and video games. Was a caucus at the brothel? That's a great no, story. It, it was not. It was not. And if it was, <laughs> who won that caucus? The attendance could go way up. It could go. It could. But again, you get some of those counties in in Nevada where where you know where that's legal. Uh, and, and it was like, oh, wait, wait the, the, the party chair is, 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 is also <laughs> runs a brothel. Uh, and they sent me out there basically what? to keep them away from the, keep the New York Times away from that guy. Think, That's the story a, he says now. Was there a, a gubernatorial, a Republican gubernatorial candidate that owned a brothel or maybe a Senate candidate? Oh, Somebody he, he, high profile. Yeah, yeah it was That's Dennis Hoff. The, yeah. But he passed away right. uh, and, and uh, he died during, during the election and, and still won. <laughs> So won the won the election posthumously, so that's uh, you know that's anyways. Uh, Nevada is again it, it is a, it brings out uh, you know a, a, a different breed of of, of, uh, of um, activists. Um, you know I remember uh, going to a a, a debate um, in '08 um, and uh, met uh, Barack Obama for the first time. When we were out there and uh, somebody uh, took a photograph of the two of us, and the photograph is a great photograph. Uh, but the Nevada Democratic Party chair um, was a was a fella uh, who uh, also had a cowboy persona, uh, and so uh, he's in the, he's in the background, and it looks like I have a little cowboy on my shoulder. I'll share that photo with you guys. You can post it on your website. <laughs> so, looking at it this time, this time around, uh, you have any thoughts about what's going to happen here? Well, I think week? it's I think it's going to be interesting. Again, it, it reminds me a lot of of of, uh, of the first one in '08 when we had multiple yeah. candidates, uh, you know, going at it. Uh, uh, obviously, the field has whittled down a little bit, uh, but there's still quite a bit of candidates. So I think that that you're going to see this uh, caucus take a while. Um, you know, if it was, if, if I think it was pretty quick with uh, with the uh, in 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 '16 with only uh, Bernie and and uh, Hillary uh, in at that moment, uh, really, uh, you know, the main two folks that that, that folks are going for. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, the dynamics of of, uh, of how Nevada works with as many people, uh, uh, you know, in, involved once again, because um, it's been it's 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 the it's it'll be the first time since the first one they had, uh, you know, where they they're they're going to have to have. 
uh, multiple votes. Uh, you know, I, I don't see it. Uh, you know, anybody sort of getting the, the you know the the uh, clear cut uh, winners on on the first one, and you're going to have people fall off. Uh, you know, as as they go along. Uh, have you had that where you've had multiple votes and you go late into the night or all day and then into the night? I, it didn't go late into the night the first uh, in 08, but it did take a while. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it took and and uh, and ultimately the, the the race was so close in, in 2008 between Sanders and I mean between Obama and uh, Clinton yeah. uh, that uh, um, uh, that. It, it almost took it almost was Iowa like in terms of like how long it took to figure out uh, who, what the final delegate count was. I believe um, Obama ended up winning the, the more delegates. Um, uh, but on, 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 you know, as the first votes came in, it looked like it was going to be a Hillary victory. Um, and uh, and again, but they were both fairly competitive, uh, if I remember correctly. But, uh, uh, you know, but uh, it took a while to sort of get that final number. Um, you know, a lot of folks chalked it up the first time, uh-huh. uh, you know, and, and I actually think the Nevada party does a really good job of it. Uh, so I, I think they're probably uh, observing what happened in 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 uh, in, uh, in Iowa. Um, I, I've been told that they don't have the same vendors that the Iowa folks have. So I think, uh, you know, they run they run all this. They run all this uh, through the party themselves. And uh, um uh, so I expect that'll be uh, quick. Uh, I think once the once the decisions are made, I think that 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 that'll, that the results will be reported quickly. Uh, it's just will it take a while for those results to come in? As because people are still horse trading. I heard talk last week about a paper trail. They want to make sure they have yeah. a paper trail. They're dropping the app. Yeah, uh, they 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 you know and again they they they'll do it the old fashioned way. And again, it, it, it's it's not that uh, hard to do. It uh, um, um, you know again as long as you have those uh, you know those conveners. Uh, uh, you know, there who are um, responsible for uh, making sure that those things get reported right. Uh, I, I, I expect, uh, you know, uh, we'll see some, we'll see a, um, a good showing uh, from the, the state party in Nevada. And you, you know, get, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So I saw some confusion last time about the DNC and the Iowa Democratic Party's roles in the caucus. Can you break down who does what? So what will the Nevada party be in charge of? What, if anything, is the DNC in charge of in a caucus? Well, I think in this case, uh, uh, again, uh, it was different the first time around because the DNC was providing, uh, you know, uh, you know, basically um, um, uh, expertise uh, and uh, and support uh, in in that vein, uh, you know, as, as as you know, supplementing what the party was doing. I think the party has got it down uh, pretty strongly now. I I think the DNC's role is to, to certify, uh, you know, once uh, once uh, once the uh, uh, the vote is done. I think for the most part, uh, this is the this is the state party show in Nevada and and. Uh, um, and uh, uh, you know they'll they'll you know they'll stand by and and, uh, and and take the heat for whatever happens. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. There's a disparity. Um, often there's a disparity between the number of votes. Somebody may get more votes than the other person, but the other person gets more delegates. Yeah. Now that's because there's it varies the number of of delegates to each electoral district, right? So you could win in one place, but not. Not have a, uh, the number of delegates that the yeah, yeah that's exactly right uh, and, uh, um, and and we have a similar situation here in California with our with our congressional districts again I, I mentioned this to a, another reporter who was asking me about uh, California you know is it possible that somebody could win more delegates and have uh, and not win the popular vote in, in California yeah. uh, it's possible um, you know that's a question that's probably better left for 
the Paul Mitchells of the world or, yeah. or, or somebody who took we a We take his name in vain all the yeah. time, so that's or, okay. Or somebody who took a math in college, which, which, which wasn't me. <laughs> but it's basically like a, an electoral college sort of situation where the, the smaller rural districts might actually have a little more weight because they have to get they have to get a certain number of delegates. Yeah, and it also just depends on turnout, too. Uh, you know, again, you, you, you have a... a uh, you know, you have some of these these spots, and you may have an urban ed, uh, you know, area that just has a smaller turnout because. Uh, but they would be allotted more delegates right. because they're supposed to have more people. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, you know, so. Um, so you can have four to seven in each dis- each congressional district, right? In California. In California. Yes. California yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 uh, and uh, and again. Uh, I can't. Re- I don't know. Uh, I'll have to take a look. I, and I apologize, but uh, I don't know what has changed between 08 and and uh, and 2020 uh, and Nevada's and how they sort of divide them up. Uh, but as I remember it, uh, uh, again, yeah, you could have. Uh, it, we didn't have that problem in 08 because it was so. It was such a novel thing that we had turnout was just, you know, out the door. I mean, we had uh, yeah. tons of people and you know showing up for for these caucuses. Um, and I thought actually 16 was pretty well attended as well. I, you know, again, uh, we did uh, ours in in uh, University of Nevada Reno, and and uh, uh, you know we had a uh, like it was a 300 person lecture hall, and the place was pretty full. So um, you know, it, it, uh, you'll still have uh, I, you know I, I think uh, people like participating in the process. Uh, uh, again, my preference is for uh, the primary system that we have in California. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, uh, but the Nevada caucus is, is entertaining. To, uh, I'll, I'll give you that much. Well, what prompted Nevada to want to go to caucuses in the first place? Was the primary they, they had a primary system and that wasn't working well? Well, well I think what they wanted to do is they, they wanted to have uh, again. This is this is a a, a, a a if I remember correctly, um, a, a play by the DNC and Nevada to try and uh, uh, and. Uh, provide a a, uh, a primary contest early in in the in the season that was much more diverse than Iowa and New Hampshire were. Okay. Uh, so I think South Carolina and Nevada were moved up uh, in the, in the process. Uh, and in order to not compete with New Hampshire as the first primary, uh, you know they they decided to keep it to, to turn it into a caucus. Um, you know it was uh, it, 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 it it's something that I think. Uh, 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 you know the the the, the party uh, leaders were advocating uh, for, um, um, and uh, um, they, you know it it, uh, um, it drew a lot of uh, uh, it drew the camp candidates uh, into Nevada in a, to a much higher degree than they'd ever come in before, uh, and uh, um, you know a lot more attention uh, to the western uh, states as well. Um, uh, for California, the, the the side benefit was you know once candidates in Nevada. They're like, hey, well, California's right there. We'll just uh, hop over into into Sacramento and San Francisco. If you're in Reno, might as well, uh, you know. So we got, uh, or in Las, if you're in Las Vegas, why not go to L.A. as well? So I think there was a side benefit for California in that, uh, uh, you know, once those candidates started uh, uh, splitting time between Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, uh, you know, we started seeing a bleed over uh, here. Uh, and and as we're seeing this year, uh, you know, we California's done has been moving its caucus, its primary around. Uh, from June to March, et cetera, back and forth to try and get, uh, you know, a little bit more of a say in the presidential uh, contest. And I think for this is probably going to be the, the first time it's actually you know, going to, uh, you so know, going, 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 going to be playing out like we really wanted yeah. it to. Yeah. So uh, do the campaigns, your experience with campaigns, uh, do they prefer caucuses? Is there any, I mean, is, no, as opposed to primaries? I think they prefer primaries. I think, uh, uh, well, it depends. It depends on what kind of campaign you run. If, if you have, 
uh, if you, you know if your expertise and, and your campaign strength is uh, uh, is grassroots, uh, if your expertise is the, is your field game, um, caucuses are great. Uh, if your expertise is message and media and uh, uh, you know and uh, you know uh, moving your candidate around yeah. uh, into big uh, bigger media markets, then uh, uh, then they're a pain in the butt. <laughs> you know? So it, also it seems like uh, primaries would benefit people who have good name recognition, but maybe haven't right. been quite as engaged. Maybe you have a lot of money to spend too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've seen, yeah, you've seen that. Uh, you've seen that play itself out. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It's a, uh, caucuses are really good for smaller states. I think with retail, uh, where retail politicking is is the uh, you know is the preferred method of, of campaigning. Um, you know, if uh, if you've got a state where. Um, you know, where basically you can you can saturate the airwaves, and uh, you know, and, and everybody can saturate the airwaves. Well, you got to find a different way to sort of get that to break through. And, and retail politicking and the caucus uh, caucus system is a is a good way to do it. Um, um, but again, they're they are they are uh, difficult to organize. Uh, you know, they take a lot of time and effort. Uh, um, it's all about getting your people uh, to, to each of those precincts as, uh, you know, and, and, and making sure that they show up, making sure they stay, uh, you know, making sure they uh, are um, evan- evangelical uh, for your candidate so that they can, uh, you know, they can try and convince other people to, to you know, to move to their site as well on, on caucus day. Um, it's, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, in, it's labor intensive. Uh, it's time consuming, uh, uh, you know, and so and you and you expend a lot of energy, uh, you know, for uh, for it, uh, um, um, and ultimately, um, it ends up. Uh, um, it ends up being, uh, you know, a fun exercise if, if you if you end up winning, yeah. uh, and and yeah, you end up winning, and and again a a, um, a frustrating one if you don't, if you don't. You ever see California going this way? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> How many states have the caucus? I know they eliminated several caucus states. Uh, between 2016 and now, do you know how many? Well, I, I, no, you know what? Iowa, Nevada are, are the, the the principal ones. There are some that have caucuses and primaries. Yeah, I know Wyoming did that, yeah, and yeah. it was weird because uh, Sanders won the the caucus handily, yeah. and then I want to say that lo- Clinton beat him by like 15 points in the primary. In the primary. It was yeah. weird. Well, and that that's one of those things that it goes. And I think one of them was not. I think the caucus was non-binding. I think there are a few states that have sort of non-binding. And then you know there were there used to be straw polls. You know we would have the, oh, you know, yeah, the state right. would have a straw poll uh, that was non-binding as well. Um, you know, again, those are those are good exercises in in uh, campaign organization uh, and uh, and whether your field operation is is, is ready and prepared. Uh, I like I said, I, I'm I'm a big believer in in, uh, in the one person one vote uh, um, and and uh, uh, caucuses to me uh, seem to, to uh, uh, you know to favor a, a certain type of activist over uh, you know over uh, you know people who you know have. You know, regular things to do, <laughs> uh, and uh, um, you know, regular people vote too. So you know, I think we saw. Remember, in 2016, Tim and I both went to uh, the delegate selection. The delegate, it was what was Bernie was where she was. Clinton was in McKinley Park, I think. Yeah, and uh, Bernie was at South at Sierra at, Center. Uh, oh, you're talking about you're talking about the yeah. you're talking about the, uh, the the DNC delegate uh, elections. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you get that personality that's, that you're talking about. That's exactly the the type of uh, of, of uh, you know, that that would be as close as we get here in California to to that caucus yeah. system is when we have those those delegate elections. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it feels a lot like that, yeah. uh, and and again. It can be smooth if everybody behaves themselves, and but if somebody wants to to, to make some noise, uh, you know, it can turn into a free for all. 
do they tape the are these broadcast ever or not uh you know and that's an interesting point now uh you know uh, nowadays with phones everything's broadcast yeah, uh yeah. you know somebody's live streaming it somebody's uh posting it uh um in, in 08, it wasn't that. That wasn't the case. Uh, uh, you know, we just uh, reported our numbers, and, and uh, um, you know, I think you know we, uh, we our, our cell phone technology then was grainy as, as, as you know at, at best. Um, uh, but it wasn't live fed, live fed or anything. Yeah. Like, I, I'm assuming at this point everything well, can be live fed back. And uh, you know, speaking of live streaming and and keeping this in real time, so every major campaign will have someone that's at each caucus yeah. point reporting the numbers in real time. So they know what's going on even before the numbers are released, yeah. which I'm assuming is how Buttigieg knew to say that he'd won. Yeah, and they also have, uh, uh, and, and they're all keeping count, uh, and they're all, and they all have, uh, you know, and, and for the most part, uh, especially in the larger, uh, uh, in the larger uh, precincts, uh, um, they'll have attorneys on hand as well. Uh, because, you know, you want to make sure, uh, you know, if, they, if, you, if, they're, if, you're, if you sense you know that there's a that, that you're in a in a in a tight precinct where you know um, where the the uh, you know uh, strict adherence to the you know to the to the to the rules is uh, is going to make a difference for you in one way or the other. You want to make sure that uh, um, you know you have somebody who can say, "Hey, I'm a lawyer. You're doing this wrong," um, or you're doing you know. What, so you 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 do have that situation where you have uh, um, uh, where campaigns will bring some of the more seasoned attorneys and put them in spots where they think there might be some troubles. Hmm. And they phone into the campaigns. Somebody from the campaigns, I guess, a representative phones oh, yeah. in results. Yeah, we, we would have, a, again, I remember when we did this with, uh, uh, you know, in, in Iowa for, for John Edwards, and I worked on his campaign in 04. Oh, yeah. uh, back at headquarters, we had a giant wall, uh, you know, with every precinct uh, and, uh, you know, somebody marking down, you know, yeah. what the vote counts were in all those precincts in Iowa when they, when they, when they got called in. Well, one final question. Do you have any uh, predictions, Roger, for what's going to happen in Nevada? I don't. You know, again, I, I'm, I'm uh, um, you know, I've been you're surprised. Not speaking for the party. No, I'm not speaking no. for the party at all. I, you know, I, you know, you, you're, uh, you know, I, I given, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the boost, uh, you know, that, that we've seen for, for Buttigieg out of, uh, um, out of uh, um, Iowa and, and, and New Hampshire, uh, you know, I expect that uh, uh, you know that, that that he and Bernie, uh, you know, will be will be uh, right up there. Uh, the, the the big question, I think, is what what happens with uh, Biden. Biden has a uh, you know is, is supposedly uh, strong support in in Nevada. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll see. You know, again, he's still got South Carolina as well. But uh, if uh, um, I think he needs a strong showing, uh, you know, in Nevada, uh, so that's going to be very very important for him. Um, and uh, uh, and Bloomberg's been spending a ton of money. Uh, in California, which bleeds over into 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 Nevada, and I'm wondering that whether that'll have an impact on him. I'm not sure if he's he's competing there or he's, not. He's not even on the ballot there. Uh, he may, not, he may not be competing. He yeah. did win uh, Dixville Notch, I think, on <laughs> yeah, both yeah, Republican right. and uh, Democratic. I think, uh, he, I think he got two out of the four votes or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I I think I, I still think uh, you you know you'll see uh, um, you know Buttigieg and and uh, and Sanders uh, you know duking it out uh, and whether or not. Uh, you know, Biden can can uh, uh, can make a make some hay. There is going to be the interesting story. I saw on uh, on a primary night, in New Hampshire, Amy Globachar said she was going to do a seven figure media buy in Nevada. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, and, and she she's got she's definitely got. Uh, she was the big story out of out of New Hampshire, um, and uh, um, uh, you know, it's a, basically it was a three person race. Uh, you know, there uh, with everybody else really falling off. Um, uh, you know, and they uh, in the the, the per, I know some of the people that work on the Klobuchar campaign, um, and uh, uh, especially your communications people, all were um, uh, were 
have strong experience in Nevada. Uh, Tim Hogan, in particular, uh, who works on, on the Klobuchar campaign, uh, uh, you know, was the, the communications director for the Nevada uh, Party um, uh, for Nevada's for for Clinton, um, and uh, um, it should be interesting to see, uh, you know, uh, you know what, what kind of uh, noise she makes there as well. So, uh, look, I'm I'm excited, of, uh, you know, just in general, I, I like anytime you have uh, you know increased activity. Uh, I like uh, when you have. Uh, um, uh, you know, a lot of attention being being uh, focused on. I don't expect we'll see any of the hiccups that we saw uh, in Iowa. Knock on wood. Um, you know, but uh, um, uh, but it'll be fun to watch. Okay, Roger Salazar. Thank you very thank much. You. Tim Foster. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. And this is John Howard saying thank you very much, and we'll see you next time around. Thank you.